Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. A podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Bounce feed to Nance. Have mercy. Throw it down, Nance. Yet again. Larry with the hammer time. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the forever gritty Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, today, we are continuing our player recaps, uh, and we are so glad to have Mr. Larry Nance Jr. as the subject today because, uh, Jim, he's just a fun dude to cover in basketball, uh, both on the court and off the court. He is. I mean, I think one thing that's been fun about this Pelicans team is that, you know, sometimes you see, like, Here's the all-in interview team across the NBA. I feel <laughs> yeah. like the whole be, Pelicans. Yeah, team I feel like we have. That. There's probably legitimately. I mean, I might be forgetting someone, but there's probably at least three to four guys that would have a, a shot at being on the all-in interview team. Yeah. When you talk about uh, Larry Nance, Trey Murphy, C.J. McCollum, those guys immediately come to mind as yeah, far as sure. guys that are great to talk to. There's a few other under the radar guys that I have enjoyed as well. Billy? Yeah, Billy's great. Yeah. Um, Josh Richardson, you know, I, we we did a, a few oh, yeah. Jim exclusives with him. That's I, true. I feel like may, we may have been the number one media source of Josh <laughs> yes. Richardson interviews. During we were the, the pipeline of, the of Josh Richardson news yes. this season. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are that are great to talk to. But Larry, um, sometimes I judge interviewees too by if someone asks like a terrible question or something that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense and he still comes up with a great response. I feel like Larry's one of those guys that yeah. like you could ask him anything. If you're writing an article about any topic and he'll, he'll fill the notebook quickly with a bunch of stuff that you yeah. hadn't thought of before. Wasn't he a mass comm major or something? Was I'm, he? I'm not I, sure. I feel like he's very media savvy. Oh, for, if, no doubt. If he wasn't, he, he had to take some classes or something mm-hmm. because he's, he's gotta be the most media savvy. Member. Uh, actually that's, that's a toss up too, because between CJ McCollum and Larry Nance, that's a dog fight. Yeah. Uh, but man, you've got some leadership and, and we sort of talk about it with our guest today, who's going to be Aaron Summers, our sideline reporter. Uh, but you know, uh, Larry Nance is a, is a guy, he's a leadership guy sort of off the bench. You know, C.J. McCollum seems to be uh, sort of our glue for the starters, and mm-hmm. it almost seems like Larry Nance might be that glue for our bench players. And I think it's important because, you know, they those guys are on the floor at the same time here and there, but, you know, for the most part, C.J.'s out there with the first string and Larry's out there with the second string. So it's important to have, you know, separate leaders that can kind of control things. I think Larry, you know, we talked about his communication off the court as far as how savvy he is with the media, but I think the fact that he's a great communicator on the floor is also very valuable defensively. He's kind of on the back line and directing guys, calling out screens, saying, hey, you need to, you know, watch the guy coming left. And just the fact that he's pretty verbose on the floor, I think that's another element of why he's super valuable on the defensive end. Uh, you know, and, and there's there's so much going on. I, I think it's easy to forget sort of some of the dates and some of the stuff coming up here, but, you know, free agency and whatnot in the NBA. Uh, another big story people are going to be paying attention to, Jim, of course. Yeah, and that was one thing. I, David Griffin was asked uh, the day or two days after the season ended, you know, 
are, are you looking at this offseason similarly to 2022? And he said kind of not really because last year we didn't really have any free agents mm-hmm. um, to, to contend with and to make big decisions on, whereas this year is a little different. So, um, yeah, it's something that people will be watching closely on July 1st. I think really kind of to simplify it as much as possible, I think the main two things that the Pelicans fans have to look at in terms of free agency is Josh Richardson is an unrestricted free agent. Um, after the trade, obviously, you knew that he, you might only have him under contract for a couple months, and right. then the season would end, and then you're going to have to go from there and make a decision on him. And then the other player to kind of watch is Jackson Hayes. Um, he's going to be restricted free agent, um, which means that the Pelicans will have the opportunity to match any offer from another team. I don't really want to get into too deep into the specifics of any individual player's um, free agency or his market. Yeah, it can but, get muddy with each one. Yeah, but. but basically, I mean, to make a long story short, I'm I'm just curious to see um, what kind of offers that he'll get. It, it's really hard to hard to predict. So I guess we'll have to wait yeah. until July 1st and and see. And then one specific thing that we should mention too: um, the moratorium. I'm pretty sure I, I looked this up, and if what I looked up is correct, the moratorium is July 6th. So once again, we'll have a period of five days where there's discussions and reporting on free agents, but the teams themselves will not be able to publicly announce um, free agent additions or moves until July 6th, at which point Joe and myself might have a special show. Yeah, we could talk about facts then instead of just speculation. So that'll be something to look forward to. And I I think I mentioned this on a previous show that um, Summer League starts July 7th and goes through the 17th. So it'll be a nice busy time right around the 4th of July like it is every year. Yeah, so get ready. Enjoy your summer. Have yourself a summer, and we will be lurking around here. We never stop grinding here uh, at the Pelicans podcast, and we've talked about it on the Pelicans podcast before. You know, we, we didn't expect to win the championship this season doesn't make uh, not going into the playoffs any uh, less any you know less disappointing but uh, the thing about it is it it's the long game with the pelicans mm-hmm. you're looking to build a contender for years to come and you know what you you look at uh, the young pieces that they have and and some of the pieces you talked about Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, etc. Uh, they're just going to be a huge parts of this team going forward. And, you know, Larry Nance Jr. is a, is a huge part of a lot of some of these players' uh, mental growth, it seems like. He's he's just such a great guy to learn from, uh, to, to figure out how to talk to the media from, and how to do business and, and how to treat people from. He's, he's just a great community guy. He's a great glue guy. Uh, and he's great on the floor when he's healthy, and we hope that he gets better uh, in this offseason. So let's talk to our own sideline reporter, Aaron Summers, about Mr. Larry Nance Jr. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, so happy to have her strolling into the studio once again on this Wednesday, uh, Aaron Summers, sideline reporter for our Pelicans team. She is uh, there to help Graf from being a barking dog sometimes and give us the good info on the sidelines. Thanks so much for joining us once again today. Larry Nance Jr. is always uh, a fun uh, guy to talk about. Uh, Another media-savvy dude. We talked to you about Trey Murphy Mm -hmm. before. Uh, Larry Nance Jr., uh, a savvy vet compared to Trey Murphy, I guess in terms of age. But man, just as fun to listen to. He's a verbose, media-savvy guy. Seemed to have a lot to say at the end of the season, too. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite people to talk to. And he's 
he's made a point of saying like if I say something then I've thought about it I mean it you know mm-hmm. like and I appreciate that that he does you know put thought into yeah, he's very thoughtful into what he, he's saying and and he's such an advocate for the other players on the team mm-hmm. you know he'll praise them for the work that they've put in I remember defending you know, Zion recently yes, against an unnamed he, guy right um and then towards the end of the season you know Dyson Daniels had a little bit of a slump and watching practices Larry was just like his biggest cheerleader throughout practice every time Dyson hit his shot he was like yeah Dyson that's what yeah. we like like yeah you know and like, he needed that right and he he is very he relates very well to everybody and yeah. he can like see what somebody needs and be that just whip smart and yeah that, and that's what you love about him he seems very adaptable he mm-hmm. seems to recognize what people need and uh, he's been a huge presence in terms of leadership along with C.J. Mm-hmm. McCollum, I feel like, on this team. Jim. You know, one of the ways that I would kind of try to best sum up his personality or just the way that he operates within the team is, you know, obviously he and Jonas Valanciunas are kind of splitting the center minutes. They don't really ever play together. So when one guy plays, the other guy isn't playing. But uh, to, to Aaron's point, I mean, you could say Larry was one of the biggest Jonas supporters on the team as well, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though – you know, sometimes if Jonas has a big game, that means Larry's not going to play as much. True. But he's totally fine with that. And like, it, you can tell it's a genuine thing that he's um, – when Jonas had a couple stretches during the season where maybe he wasn't playing as well or maybe his minutes were down a little bit, Larry was always commenting after the, a good game that Jonas had, like, man, it was awesome to see him play that way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that just seems like the kind of person he is. I, I feel like I don't know Larry extremely well yet just because he hasn't been here that long in the scheme of things. I mean, he's only been here for – maybe a year and three months after that trade last February, and he didn't play a ton right. the first season because he was still get going through um, trying to get back on the court. But he's just been so impressive to me in so many different ways off the court and as well as on the court. I mean, he was so valuable this year in terms of fourth quarters and just some of the defensive stuff that he provided. I think the way that he held down like the bench unit yes. and brought those guys along this season was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, like he really – made that kind of like its own little team, right? Yes. Like yeah. he was there to help them, show them where they needed to be on the court, you know, just really make them feel comfortable coming in. And it's still a young group. So yeah. I think him coming in and leading, you know, Najee, Jose, Dyson, like those guys mm-hmm. was huge this year. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Larry like he's this old grizzled vet, like he's LeBron's age or something. He's still a pretty young guy. We just we just talk about him as this old vet because of the the youth on the team that he's with. But it seems like he is that glue on that bench unit, and and it seems like every team is sort of trying to emulate a Larry Nance Jr. type. You know, the mm-hmm. versatility he offers, and between the defense, between the small ball five play that that he offers, the athleticism uh, when you need a little change up, just seems like he's invaluable in, in ways that you know maybe aren't uh, that that glamorous you know most of the time you love a guy that hangs their hat on defense right like he prides himself on being very good on that end of the court I was going through some of his sound you know putting together some of these pieces and he said something about like you know he loves his defense but he's like my job's really easy like I get two feet in the paint and like it's just me in the hoop like all I got to do is dump it off. Yeah. He's like, everybody else has to do way more work, like moving the ball, you know, hitting harder shots. He was like, defense, and then, you know, just Sounds put easy. backs, like dumping balls in at the 
underneath the basket. He's like, my job's not hard. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I can't. Do I mean, it. I appreciate that exactly, but like, <laughs> he struggled towards the end. He even said he couldn't jump towards the end of the season, and 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 bless him, he was trying. Yeah. out there, he was still going on the court, trying to gut it out. But uh, obviously, a big part of what we got to talk about Larry Nance Jr. is we didn't get to see his best self, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, he was injured. He was trying to go out there. He was trying to play for the team. But uh, it looks like he's going to need another season uh, just to get right. He was he was struggling through a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I mean, there were a few different things. I mean, there was a shoulder for a little while yeah. and then ended up being ankle, I think, foot. Yeah, and I appreciate the fact that he did everything he could to be on the court yeah. and be effective in the minutes that he had. But I love the self-awareness to yes. be like, hey – I think that you guys would be better without me in this moment. Yes, that and was huge. Yeah, I think that's great. And, like, no one is going to question him because you saw him lay it yeah, all out there. Yeah, you know he there. has guts. You know he's trying. Yeah. If, he, if he's sitting out, it's for a reason. You know that about Larry Nance. Right, and I think that's, like, to your point, and praising other players, you know, on the team for their their work and, and effectiveness, like, mm-hmm. I think that he was like, yeah, you know, at this point, last game of the season, of course he wants to play. Yeah. You know, it's a playing game. Of like. But for him to sit sit out and be like, no, I'll just support you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of his biggest strengths is just as a player, as a pro, is just he totally understands what his role is. He understands self-awareness like, is huge. Okay, mm-hmm. this is this is what I do well. This is maybe what I don't do as well. Um, by the way, he shot 61% from the field. So when you were talking about yeah. <laughs> all I had to do is just stand yeah. by the rim and drop it in. I mean – Career high. That was a career high for him. I didn't realize that until I had just looked that up. That that was the you know best his, he shot. His, uh, I think his career. High, no, I don't know if it was points, but season high was twenty two. Mm. That's his jersey number. Okay, sorry. Oh, no. that's, <laughs> that's a little sweet thing for Larry. We love Larry Nance here. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, it, it's great to see Larry Nance Jr. sort of contributing to the defense of the Pelicans. Pelicans ended up with the the sixth overall defense uh, in the NBA. Of course, Larry Nance a huge part of that. Herb Jones a part of that. We talked about Trey Murphy sort of uh, improving his defense, being the the second uh, in steals and blocks on the team. Uh, I mean, it, it, with a fully healthy Larry Nance, and you hope with a fully healthy Pelican mm-hmm. squad, and and maybe Zion can play a little defense when he's healthy and whatnot. I mean, do, do you see him continuing to be sort of an integral guy coming off the bench when we when we continue to have a fully healthy squad? Hopefully next season. Yeah, I mean, I think what he brings to that that second unit is huge. Like to have somebody like him that you can rely on that you know what you're going to get. He's yeah. going to be great on the defensive end. He's going to be that leader, make sure everybody's where they need to be, what doing what they need to do. Like, I think that's huge. Yeah. It's not only his leadership on the court, but I think, and this is kind of like going away from your question, but the way that he handles things off the court too. Yes. And, you know, when well, he's he teaching is, a lot of that stuff to these young guys and it's exactly. a necessary component like, of basketball. It's, it's not just about basketball. Yeah. I mean, he understands that he has a platform and he uses it. Like mm-hmm. the, the work he does in the community, auctioning off his jersey, yeah. giving money to the schools. I mean, he spends time every single game talking to students after the game. You know, like he, he's so much more than what we just see on the court. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's 
a super special side of, of who Larry is. Well, well, Jim, we sort of talked about it. It's like, you know, especially with, with uh, the Knicks and Josh Hart, sort of he's thriving there, and it seems like, you know, he's found a home and a fan base that loves him. Of course, every fan base loves Josh Hart. <laughs> but, you know, it, it hurt to lose him here. And and, and for a while, it, it stung. Mm-hmm. But Larry Nance and, and CJ and what they bring to the team, not that we don't still miss Josh Hart, but it, but it seems like uh, it takes the sting off a little bit when you've got a Larry Nance Jr. in there. Yeah, it really does, and and I think like you guys were saying, when you have a roster that's comprised of a lot of guys that they just drafted in the mm-hmm. last couple of years that are at the beginning of their career, that's even more important. It'd be different if you know this team was full of guys that are like say Milwaukee a team like that that has a bunch of guys that are in their late twenties or early thirties. They've been around forever. They don't really need somebody to kind of guide them through some of the different aspects of how to get better as a player, how to you know work in, in the off season stuff sure. like that. So. Yeah, I definitely think that Larry is really invaluable in that aspect, just based on how many young guys the team has. But mm-hmm. um, I think defensively too, if you if going into next season, I know we have a lot of time before we even get into you know looking at ahead and previewing next season. But yeah. I think the fact that they were top six is a one is near the top of my list of reasons to be encouraged because. I can't see a way that they're not a really good offensive team if right. they have close to the full health or, yeah. or just much closer to full health than what they had this year. Well, so, and Larry yes. said that in his exit interview. He was like, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that we'd be top six defense, then I, I, I would have been like, okay, yeah, we're number one in the West. Right. Like, no yeah. question. Because yeah. he, everybody knew on paper what they would be offensively, but the question mark was defense. Mm-hmm. And the way that that side came along – and a lot of it was because Larry committed to that side of the ball and other people followed. Yeah. You know, um, again, it's I think it's, I mean, it's it takes right. leadership. Exactly. You know, I think that, that that's huge. We, we love to hear from Larry. Uh, we want to see Larry on the court being his best self. But, yeah, just, just the versatility he offers, the athleticism uh, that he offers off the bench. Uh, love to see him interacting with the players. Uh, love to see him interacting with the fans and the students, as you talked about. Uh, Aaron, thanks so much for joining us on the Pelicans podcast again. You've been our rock this week when we needed you the Mm -hmm. most. Uh, I know you're very, very busy. Uh, Continue to check out Aaron's coverage uh, following these Pelicans players as well on Pelicans.com. And you're going to be very busy with Saints stuff, so good luck. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what off season uh, yeah, what, means. People really. keep saying off season, but I see you running around frantically. So uh, good luck with that uh, quote unquote off season, Aaron. <laughs> Huge thanks to Aaron Summers coming through once again for the Pelicans podcast. Uh, you know, it, it's going to it's gonna continue being busy for us, Jim. Got a few more of these uh, podcasts to do. Going to continue sort of looking at the players that helped the Pelicans along this season and what lies ahead. Yeah, Joe, we're down to our final two guys. Final two. Uh, Thursday will be Najee Marshall. Friday we will be Dyson Daniels. But you know what? We didn't want to leave you with just the top 10 guys that played 900 minutes or more who gets specific um, player recaps. Um, part of the next two shows, at the end of each show, we're going to kind of go through maybe some of the clips from exit interviews of mm-hmm. players like um, EJ Liddell. You're going to get your Garrett Temple yes! m- moment in the spotlight. Um, we're going to get some Josh Richardson commentary, Kyra Lewis Jr. So basically that's another thing to look for. The, ne- yeah. the last couple shows is we're going to – you know, at least mention some of the other players that were part of 
the roster this year and just go through some of the most notable things that they said during their exit interviews. And, and of course, there's a lot of interest in some of those players. I know a lot of fans were clamoring for uh, Kyra Lewis, you know, to get some more minutes and whatnot. It's going to be an interesting offseason uh, to see sort of the development of these guys. I mean, easy to, to forget that Trey Murphy was, you know, in the G League uh, around this time, the offseason previously. So Kyra Lewis may have a more prominent role uh, coming into next season. Who knows? There's so many uncertains right now. It just seems like uh, it's going to be a fun time. You know, we, we hate to be out of it, but but now's sort of the the in the lab time where it gets a little fun to, to yeah, predict. And part of the lab will be in early July, the first half of July, when the team gets together for summer league and they play some games out there. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Dyson Daniels said that he is planning on playing there. I'm sure we're going to get to see EJ Liddell if he's at that point in his you know, recovery. Right. Unfortunately, People last year about him too. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately last year, that was where he got injured was during one of the games right. in summer league. But, um, so, you know, Darian Sebron, there, there, there's, I'll be curious to see, you know, who participates in summer league, mm-hmm. but it, it's always fun to get to see those guys play. And that's a big part of, you know, their, their progress this summer, just to see how they can do in, in Las Vegas and, and, uh, We'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, continue to keep your jeweler's eyepiece tuned to the information, Jim. I know you always do. You're the information man. Uh, big thanks uh, for uh, helping me out today, Jim. I'm uh, I'm a little tired. There's been so much to do. But you get me through as always, my friend. Thanks for being my friend. Hey, man, no load management this week on the uh, podcast. We're, yeah. We're doing back to back to back to back to back five yep. days straight so yep. we don't stop we sleep here we just wake yeah, up man. and do podcasts every day <laughs> uh so that's what we're doing here at the pelican studio no big deal it's just what we do uh we will talk to you once again when up oh, tomorrow yep we're going to continue doing it and we will be talking about mr naji marshall the knife so we will talk to you then and until then go barrel Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.